Goodbye diets and hello sustainable health. I'm Elise, dietitian and nutritionist based in the Silicon Valley. I believe that we all deserve an effortless relationship with food without obsession. Have you been in the situation where you go through a really tough and long day of a lot of hustle and bustle and then you kind of gather up all of your favorite foods and snacks um, on your way home and you get ready for a night of eating? Sometimes they feel like premeditated binges. Other times it's just a snowball of overeating. Again, the line is blurry between overeating and binging, but you know those kinds of nights where maybe you woke up and you thought, okay, today is a new day and I'm just going to diet or eat real clean and eat light. And Maybe you have a salad, maybe you have coffee, maybe you have these little meals here and there, but by the end of the day, you're so beat, you're so tired and you notice yourself so hungry that by the time you get home, it's this wave of hunger, tired, wanting comfort, all of the things, and then you start kind of sitting down and really eating. Maybe it starts with dinner, and then after dinner, you continue onwards with some snacks, something sweet, followed by something salty, followed by something cold, followed by something salty again. The list just goes on, and then by the the time you're getting ready to go to bed, you know, you've kind of... (laughs) tasted all the tastes, had all the textures, maybe you're feeling overly stuffed, maybe it's painful at that point, you're somewhere on the spectrum, but all you know is you ate more than you intended and it doesn't feel good. For a lot of us, that might be a daily thing, sometimes an occasional thing. If it's a premeditated binge, hopefully it comes once um, in a blue moon, But if you're struggling through that on a regular basis, I have a few tips for you that I think might be helpful in today's podcast episode. On a personal note, the reason why I can speak so much to this topic is I had a phase in my life for years where I did this thing where I woke up with all the best intentions to eat well and eat clean and eat regularly, but inevitably I would eat too little. You know, I would have coffee for breakfast, salad for lunch. I was kind of eating like a rabbit throughout the day. And then I would be fantasizing over getting home and sitting on my couch and eating all the foods and having all the flavors and tastes I didn't get to have during the day. So what would end up happening is I would go to the nearest grocery store and pick up chips and then ice cream and then a meal. And then the moment I would get home, I would basically change into my comfiest clothes, um, probably PJs, really sit down, turn on the TV and zone out with the food. Not to say that there's anything bad with that, but I did that to such an, an extreme extent every single night. This was also when I was living alone in grad school. No one was watching me. No one was judging me. I was alone and it felt comforting in the moment. It felt soothing. You know, I was watching TV. I got to eat all the yummy foods, but inevitably I would lose control and it would become a binge. Like it would feel like I had lost all control and I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop myself from going back to the fridge and getting out the pint of ice cream. I couldn't stop after the ice cream. I had to get chips. It just never ended. And so if you're stuck in that cycle, I want you to really take a close look at the role of food at nights for you. 
What is it really providing you? Are you feeling maybe um, overwhelmed and that's your moment of decompression? Or are you feeling so bored and understimulated that that's your one moment of excitement during the day? Or is it because all of this hunger has stacked up? So once you actually relax and start eating, your body just can't physically stop because it's trying to get you to a certain calorie threshold. So there might be all of those pieces happening all of the time, and it's hard to sometimes parse out the exact trigger. It might really be all three at all times. And so I would then take a step back. So once you kind of reflect on your emotions, we can just let that be on pause for a second. And then I want you to think about during the day. I know you probably wake up with the best of intentions, but are you having protein and carbs at most meals of the day? You know, are you really sitting down and having a nourishing breakfast? Are you sitting down and having a meal with carbs? I think a lot of us resort to leftovers or a salad, but how full are you after lunch and how many hours is it until you're hungry next? Because if you're finding that you're kind of still peckish after lunch, right afterwards, probably was not filling enough and you could benefit with a a bigger lunch. And, you know, during the day, I want you to really map out your hunger If your baseline is always a little bit hungry or you're always thinking about what to eat next, like you're looking forward to something, um, that likely is a sign that you're not eating enough. So think of a light switch. I had heard of this great analogy from a fellow dietitian in the um, eating disorders intuitive eating space, Marcy, Marcy RD. She had mentioned this analogy where, you know, for a lot of us, we have a light switch, right? If our light switch in our minds is on, then we're kind of searching for food. We're seeking food because on some level we are hungry. But then once you eat a meal that is satisfying emotionally, satisfying physically, satisfying all your tastes, then our light switch turns off. And then we move on with our day and we think about other things. We're not seeking something else or some other taste or texture or food because we're mostly satisfied. So I want you to reflect on your light switch. Is it always kind of on or are there very definite moments where it's off and you have at least three hours of peace where you can work on other things and not think about food? And so take that into account If you think about it, we are most metabolically active during the day, Um, and also we're doing a lot during the day. So from the time that you wake up until dinner time, that's two-thirds of your day, and that's also two-thirds of the energy, right, that you're expending. And so if you're only eating a third of your calories before dinner time, there's a mismatch. So a better way to think of it is, When I'm most active, when I need the most fuel, I should really be eating the majority of my food before dinner time. You know, if I'm expending two thirds of my energy before dinner, let me eat two thirds of the calories before dinner. Not to say there's an exact calorie, definitely not, but calorie in terms of energy. So think about restructuring your energy intake a little bit. And if you're not used to a big breakfast, if you say, I'm just not hungry at breakfast or in the morning time, it's likely because you've had a habit of maybe overdoing it in the evenings. So of course, your 24-hour rhythm makes it so that you're not 
hungry in the morning, but rather it grows during the day. But just like jet lag, right? If you're jet lagged, but you continue to allow yourself to follow the jet lag and, you know, sleep at 3 a.m., it's going to, that cycle is going to perpetuate. But instead, if you give yourself a hard stop and you want to restructure your sleep cycle, you're going to tell yourself, no, I I know my body has been trained to be sleepy at 3 3 a.m. because of the traveling, but I'm going to make sure that I will train my body in the next week to get tired at 10 p.m. And so same thing with food. If you just train yourself to be hungry at 8 a.m., what that entails is you might start eating a big breakfast and be like, oh, that wasn't, I didn't want that. But the more that you train yourself to eat a big breakfast or at least a more substantial one than, than you're currently eating, then over time, give it weeks or maybe even months, your body will come to expect a hearty breakfast so that by the end of the day, hopefully you're not feeling as primally hungry. But then the question is, okay, Elise, but what if I eat a hearty breakfast and I overeat at night? I know that's going to happen. It's going to be one of those um, tricky situations for a few weeks, if not months, but at least we're solving for the primal hunger. If you eat a hearty breakfast in the morning, then you are setting yourself up for success in terms of a physical hunger level at night. But if you notice yourself still gravitating towards the food because it's been a habit or it's comforting or soothing, at least we've taken care of the primal hunger, the physical hunger. So now after the the physical part is out of the way and you're setting yourself up for success, now we can tackle the emotional piece. You know, let's revisit what emotion surface when you eat and what does the food provide you and how can you get that same satisfaction in a different way when you're not physically hungry. So then the next step is, you know, the nitty gritty. How can we deal with your emotions? If you have a therapist for this, fantastic. If you don't, we can go through the exact triggers and the emotions that you feel when you reach for the food and work through those together. So to recap, you know, step one, it's like jet lag. We got to reset your system and reset the pattern of your eating to allow for more consistency and more food during the day. That way you can solve for some of the hunger, um, prevent some of that hunger in the evening time. And then once that's out of the way, then we address the emotions. So it's a one, two stepper. And that's kind of the, the insight I wanted to share with you. And honestly, when I did this myself, it was a lot of trial and error, you know, for months, if not years, I would tinker with my breakfast, I would tinker with my lunch, nothing really worked well. And then finally, I was like, why don't I eat an actual breakfast? So I started eating, you know, eggs with sweet potato and nuts, or I started eating oatmeal. And then my lunches became more hefty. They had carbs in them finally. Once I had satisfying breakfast and lunches, this took probably at least a year for me to seam out the edges of breakfast and lunch. Then I felt, okay, I'm not shaky. My blood sugar isn't low. I'm not like ravenously thinking about food at night anymore. And then I could deal with the lingering emotions. That piece, I had to really think about what I wanted out of my life and what made me happy 
the more I engaged in life, you know, went out, met up with friends, did hobbies that I enjoyed, the more that the emotional eating dissipated. And that took me a few years to kind of piece together what I like doing in my day to day, especially at nights, so that I felt fulfilled and not bored or stressed. So I encourage you to start with the simple thing first and then get support for the the emotional piece and having someone to talk to during that time was instrumental for me. I had someone to to talk about why I did the things I did, how feeling lonely or stressed or anxious affected my behavior. So I encourage you to do the same if you can reach out to support, whether it's friends or professionals, because at the end of the day, they, they highlight insights that you might have missed yourself. So hopefully this episode was helpful. And if you are feeling stuck in this cycle of overeating at night, perhaps even premeditated binges or just feeling like you don't have control over food, I want you to think about reaching out for support. And this is the stuff I work with day in and day out. I hear these stories every single day. And there are very specific strategies that we can talk through that I can help guide you and support you on because this journey is long and when you do it alone, it only prolongs the pain. I remember when I reached out for support, it really, really fast-tracked the healing journey and that's what professional help does is instead of waking up a year later and still having this issue, maybe you get to fast-track this and feel more hope after three months. And my recent patient said, you know, my life has changed completely. I don't obsess over food anymore. And it's been only three months of work together. And imagine by November of this year, by the end of the year, before the holidays, you feel more at peace with food. I want that for you. And so don't be a stranger. Feel free to reach out to me and fill out the application on my website. I am taking clients on right now. So go to www.elise.com. Z as in zebra, Lou, L-I-U dot com. And you can go to the services tab and fill out that application for private coaching. Thank you for letting me into your ears today. Hopefully this was helpful. Until next week, talk to you all soon.